Well, good morning again. I hope you enjoyed that short video. Circumstances can change quickly, can't they? And they changed quickly. In the case of Jesus, circumstances changed drastically and quickly. On Palm Sunday, Jesus rode into Israel, welcomed to the shouts of Hosanna, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But only a few days later, many of these same people were shouting, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! Now I attended a church where that, uh, the pastor would play that video every Easter. <clears throat> and like I said, I know it's not Easter. But if you'll bear with me. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. And I'm going to use that phrase today as the basis for my message. On Friday, things looked really, really bad. On Friday, the disciples' faith was weak and they were afraid to be associated with Jesus. On Friday, Pilate delivered Jesus over to the Roman soldiers who beat him, whipped him, scourged him unmercifully. To the point that Jesus was barely recognizable as a human being and almost dead. Crucifixion didn't kill Jesus. Those beatings is what killed him according to forensics. On Friday, they made him carry his own cross through the streets of Jerusalem. And the people who lined the streets made fun of him and cursed him and mocked him and spit on him. He did this for you and for me. On Friday, they stripped Jesus of all His clothing and His dignity and nailed Him to the cross like a common criminal. On Friday, the Roman soldiers put a sign up that Pilate had written that said, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. On Friday, the sins of the world were weighing heavy on Jesus. All the sins were placed on His shoulders. On Friday, it appeared as if God had abandoned His only begotten Son. <clears throat> Jesus Himself said, My God, my God, why have You forsaken Me? On Friday, Jesus was not only crucified, He was humiliated. On Friday, darkness covered the land and the Prince of Darkness couldn't have been more pleased because He believed that he had won a great victory by killing Jesus and silencing His voice. On Friday, they took Jesus off the cross. They laid Him in a borrowed tomb. And all the hopes and dreams of the disciples were dashed. That was Friday. But Sunday morning was a coming. When Sunday morning arrived, everything changed. Everything changed. On Sunday... God demonstrated His power. And He demonstrated that He had not abandoned Jesus. He did this by raising Him from the dead. On Sunday, Jesus walked out of that tomb knowing that He had done the job that His Heavenly Father had sent Him here to do and it was finished. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Philippians 2nd chapter here starting in verse 8. <clears throat> 
And being found in human form, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That was the most horrific death to be suffered. Therefore God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Let me tell y'all something this morning. Those people who hate God, those people who mock Jesus, those people who refuse to believe the truth are in for a rude and sorrowful awakening. Because it's coming. Amen. It's coming. And for those who hated Jesus through the years and are gone, have already recognized their error. But it's too late for them. You can't pray somebody out of hell, folks. I don't care what religion tells you you can. You can't buy them out of hell. And by the way, there's no purgatory. You can't go there and pay your penalty and then go to heaven. No, Jesus is the way to heaven, period. On Sunday, Jesus' resurrection demonstrated that Satan had not defeated him. In fact, uh, it proved that Jesus had won the victory over Satan. He had won the victory over sin. He had won the victory over death. And he won the victory over the grave for you and for me. Amen. <clears throat> this is what the Apostle Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must be put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come then shall come to pass the saying that is written death is sh swallowed up in victory o death where is your victory o death where is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to god who gives us victory through our lord jesus christ amen amen that's simple and I personally believe that one day soon Jesus will come again and set the stage for Satan's final and total defeat. On Sunday when Jesus appeared to his disciples, their faith was strengthened. They would never be the same again. They were emboldened. On Friday they were afraid and they were timid. But on Sunday they became strong and courageous because they saw our Lord. <clears throat> On Sunday, the light of the world uh, uh, dispelled the darkness that had covered the land since Friday, giving His disciples a, a renewed hope, a renewed purpose, and a dedication to that purpose. Now you say, what does that mean to me today? Well, in some respects, even though it's been 2,000 years since Jesus rose from the dead, it's still Friday. I'll go over a few things that makes it that way. 
It's Friday for some this morning because like the disciples, you may have recently lost someone you loved and you're overcome with grief like the young lady that Patsy was talking about this morning. It's Friday for her. But let me tell you, for Christians, the Bible teaches us that the pain and separation you're going through today is not permanent. It is not permanent. The Bible tells us that we'll be reunited with our loved ones who have gone before us in Christ. And I have preached at funerals and I tell people that when I know that the person is a Christian, if you want to see her again, you better get right with God because she's with Him. You want to see him again or her again. Get right with God because they're there. That's where they are. And all of us who have put our faith and trust in him will spend eternity with him in heaven. Amen? Look at in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. <clears throat> and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will d- dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. Hang on to this. a good part right here coming up. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are. It's Friday for some of you this morning because you feel abandoned by God like like He has forsaken you. I know last year about this time, Daniel was feeling that way pretty hard. If that's how you feel this morning, then I've got good news for you today. It may be Friday, but Sundays are coming. Amen. God has not abandoned you any more than He abandoned His Son, Jesus. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Never means never. Never, Jesus promised that He would be with us even until the end of the age. And the scripture tells us in Philippians 4, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. According to God's riches. How much is that? You can't even imagine it. It's Friday for some of you today because like the disciples, you're discouraged and you have a sense of hopelessness. Things just ain't right. Everywhere you look, you see the evidence that, that Satan and his evil forces are wreaking havoc on here on earth. Even, even on the church, it seems like he's winning. He's not winning. It's darker now than ever before and it appears to be getting darker every day. I know, you, I know how you feel. <clears throat> it's easy to get discouraged, but I've got good news for you. It may be Friday. And Satan may be still free to go about doing as he pleases on earth, but I can assure you of one thing, Sundays are coming. There will be a day in not too distant future, I believe, where Satan will get what's coming to him. 
The Bible teaches us on that day, Jesus will throw Satan and all of his followers in the lake of fire that's been prepared for him since the beginning of time. It's Friday for some of you today because you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Pressure from home or for work is weighing you down. Maybe it's financial problems. Maybe it's an issue with your health. Or maybe it's an issue with the health of someone that's close to you, someone you love. <clears throat> Perhaps you feel helpless and, and powerless to do anything about your situation. If that's how you feel this morning, I've got good news for you. It may be Friday, but Sundays are coming. Amen. Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are... All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Scripture tells us that we shouldn't be anxious about anything. Look at Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's all you got to do. We serve a God who is all-powerful. We serve a God who cannot be defeated. And it doesn't matter what problem or situation that you're facing today. He can handle it. He can help you handle it. He can strengthen you and be with you if you trust Him. If you let Him. And what did Jesus say in the Gospel of John chapter 14? He starts out in the first verse like this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, and here it is, I am, that's one of the I am statements by the way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen and, amen. and anybody that teaches you something else is teaching you a lie straight from Satan. And I don't care what religion they claim. Universalism is one of the biggest lies that's destroying churches today. Oh, everybody's going to make it. No, they're not. Not according to God's holy word. And according to Jesus himself, no one comes to the Father except through me, period, end of statement. How much clearer do you need to be? Amen. I'm going to wrap up with this. A few years ago, a contemporary singer, songwriter, 
came out with a song and it's entitled, There Will Be a Day. Maybe some of you may have heard it, I don't know. <clears throat> but I want to share just the chorus. It's about four lines. It goes like this. That there will be a place with no more suffering. There will be a day with no more tears, no more pain, no more fears. There will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more and we will see Jesus face to face. If you're a Christian, that describes your future. If you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, the opposite is going to happen. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. No Jesus, no peace. N-O Jesus. And you won't know any peace. It goes no Jesus, no peace both ways. But K-N-O-W and N-O. It's Friday. But believe me, Sunday is a coming. And it's closer than most people realize. Look at the world. Read Daniel. Read the book of Revelation. Boy, it's all there. Read Isaiah. It's all there. I don't know what else needs to be completed before he comes, but it ain't much. It ain't much, if anything. Maybe he's waiting on that last person who will say yes. That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. I was wrong once. <laughs> Jesus is coming back Amen. sooner than you think. Amen. And for some people who may be listening to me, you may be taken before He comes back. Amen. There's no guarantee that you're going to last another 15 minutes or 15 seconds. Amen. Period. And I want to relate a story that I've related before, but it's worth repeating about a, an evangelist who gave a, a, a sermon at, at a church. <clears throat> and these, uh, these two teenage boys were mocking him. And they, when he, they walked out the door, they, they asked him, well, how far is it to hell, preacher? Well, when they left to go to lunch, and they got stopped because there was an accident. And those two boys had gone down the road, got in an accident, and got killed. And the pastor, he told the pastor of that church who he was with, can you please drive back to the church building, and I want to see how far it is. It was three miles. He said, for those boys, hell was three miles away. Think about that. If you're not in a right relationship with Christ, I urge you to get it right before it's eternally forever too late. Thank you. Because when you're gone from this life, you're going to start another life. Yep. A good one or a bad one. And I don't care what some smiley faced preachers say. If you're a Christian, this ain't your best life. No, no. This ain't your best life. Your best life is to come. And you can't compare the wonderful life that you're going to have there with anything you ever got here, as good as it was. 
As good as the whooping my mama used to give me, it don't compare to that. Don't you want to see Jesus? Don't you want to go there? Don't you want the peace that passes all understanding? And no matter what transpires in your life, if you have Jesus in your heart, if you have been saved, if you have repented from your sins and said, yes, Lord, I believe every word, every jot and tittle of your... I believe you. I want you. You can fix that. You can fix your relationship with Jesus. When He's calling you, don't say no. Amen. Don't harden your heart. But accept that calling and accept it quickly. And that's all i got to say about that today, folks. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We ask for your blessings upon uh, each and every person and family here today, Lord. We lift up all those, Lord, that we prayed for earlier. Lord God, we know that you're the great physician, that you can heal, that you can heal, that you can uh, make people well. Father God, we know that you can mend the broken hearts. Father God, it's Friday in this world, but we know that Sunday's coming because you're coming back. And to God be the glory. Let your will be done in Christ's name. Amen.